0: Hey everybody, Mike Hartman here. Welcome to the Ohio Bigfoot podcast. Tonight I'm uh, blindly testing a new piece of equipment. It's a wireless Bluetooth lapel microphone. So we're going to see how it works and whether or not I like it. But like I said, we're in this together. I'm not going to pre-listen to this or post-listen to this. After it's recorded, I'm just going to post it. Okay, so let's get into Bigfoot. Now, as I said on the last podcast, that I had a new method that I wanted to try in the woods and that I thought it would work. And as it turns out it does, or did, Uh, it doesn't work great across open ground. But in the woods, it works perfect. Now I had a theory, to back up even further, that Bigfoot learned how to wood knock in order to mimic a sound made by hunters. As a warning system that there's human activity in the area to other Bigfoot. So what I did was I uh, purchased a CO2 pellet pistol, which uh, if any of you are familiar with uh, this theory going around that uh, Bigfoot can send infrasound, well, it turns out that gunfire... And lightning, well, thunder from a lightning strike <clears throat> has about the same infrasound. And this sound also carries on airwaves. So I went out into the woods. And uh, if you, there's three types of pellet rifles or pellet pistols. One is called a Springer, which is a spring piston. And you don't want to use one of those because they can actually... Uh, be damaged by dry firing the second is a nitro piston which just fires from a puff of air and then the third being co2 well actually there's four because there's pcp but we're not going to get into those um but there's co2 which fires a uh, supersonic puff of Well, the sound is supersonic, but it shoots a puff of compressed air from a cylinder. And I didn't put pellets in it. I was just firing air. So I wasn't, you know, just shooting blindly across the woods at anything. I was literally just shooting puffs of air in the woods at night. And I got a return knock from it on more than one occasion on more than one location. So I just found that really interesting. Um, tonight, mainly, I want to talk about Bigfoot and conservation. For those of you who don't know, in America, there's something called the Pittman-Robertson Tax, which back in the 40s, late 40s, around 47, 48, 46, There was two Senators, Pittman and Robertson, and uh, this was actually brought on by firearm manufacturers. It started with just firearms and ammunition, that a uh, 2% tax would all automatically be added to the sale of the firearm or the ammunition, and that money would be paid by the manufacturer. And go to the Department of Interior, and then when we buy ammunition or firearms, we reimbursed the manufacturer. Thus, we pay 2% tax on everything uh, hunting-related, firearms and ammunition. And that money goes to the Department of Interior to support public land and conservation. Now they've expanded that since. So in the Bigfoot world, when you buy hiking boots, a hiking pack, binoculars, spotting scopes, a knife, an axe, a hatchet, sporting goods, anything, any type of sporting goods, then you're paying into the Pittman-Robertson tax to the Department of Interior, which means that as Bigfooters, we are supporting public lands. We are supporting uh, the purchase of state-level wildlife areas for hunting and fishing. We're paying for uh, boat access, ramp access, land access, Um. Yeah, we're paying quite a bit. And we're paying into this awesome system because it goes back to A, help people get easements and access to public lands in the outdoors. It acquires more public lands. And then, of course, it pays for wildlife biologists, wildlife research, um, herd stability which comes back around a Bigfoot because he's a predator animal. And this helps fund animals that are generally hunted, thus animals of prey, so something that a Bigfoot would feed on. So it comes full circle that by doing Bigfoot research, you're paying and doing the same amount as someone who hunts mule deer, white tailed deer, elk, moose, bear, rabbit, squirrel, dove, turkey um, you name it. We're in that same system. And so naturally, those public lands exist that we can utilize. Now, The problem is that a lot of times you'll see these public wildlife areas, and they'll be posted that from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m., this area is open, it closes at 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. to all others except people actively engaged in hunting and fishing. Now since Bigfoot research and Bigfoot isn't considered hunting or fishing nor is it widely acknowledged by the Department of Natural Resources or the Department of Interior thus we can be kicked out of such land Because we're not hunting, trapping, or fishing, even though we pay into the Pittman-Robertson tax and the greatest, what we call the North American wildlife model, as a hunter, we pay into this, but we can, technically speaking, be asked to leave the area because we're not actively engaged in hunting trapping or fishing between the hours of eleven p m and six a m although we are actively searching researching and uh in hopes of observing observing audibly or you know finding evidence. ...of the existence of a North American primate, large primate, a.k.a. Bigfoot. So, I'm getting my ducks in a row because I'm going to be talking to some people on uh, different levels of government... ...to try to give us more leeway... As Bigfoot researchers on these public wildlife areas, being as we pay into the Pittman Robertson tax, we help support this stuff. And I, as a bow hunter and a Bigfooter, I am all for public land. I am. I'm a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. I've paid in with uh, the Sportsmen's Alliance. I sat on the board for the Knox County Pheasants Forever. And so I am absolutely pro-conservation, pro-public land, because my background is in wildlife management. So I am all for public land. And at some point, Places And some points like uh, there for a while, Bristol Bay in Alaska, our public lands are being threatened to be taken away, which means less wild places, less wild spaces. So that affects us as well as the hunters and the anglers. So we all need to get on board together. Us bow hunters, gun hunters, anglers, fly fishermen, we're all technically in the same boat because we all enjoy these outdoor places and they are sometimes being threatened. So yeah, we're all in the same boat. We're all on the same team. As far as having these places, protecting these places to make sure that they exist for future generations. When Teddy Roosevelt was setting up what was called the Midnight Forest and the National Parks and uh, what would today be uh, federal land, BLM land, National Forest, He wasn't setting those up for himself, he was setting that up for those present and those in the womb of time, meaning the future generations, which is us. And now it's our turn to preserve this public land for future generations that we so enjoy, whether it be on a federal level or a state level. But we, as Bigfoot researchers, we do pay into the system. We pay into the Pittman-Robertson tax. We pay into the Department of Interior. Not to mention that when we go to the woods to look for Bigfoot, we're buying gas for our cars, our SUVs, our pickup trucks. We're stopping and buying groceries We're buying hiking boots and hiking packs, binoculars, hats. Uh, We might even stop off at that guy who, at the end of his driveway, has firewood, three bundles for five bucks or whatever. So every time we go out Bigfooting, we're supporting the local economy, but we're also supporting public lands. And yet we, as Bigfoot researchers get laughed and scoffed at via the government and really we get nothing back in return that's why when I go big footing, I make sure that I have my hunting license on me <clears throat> or my fishing license on me so that if I hear well you can't be here after 11 p.m. then I'll slap out my hunting license or fishing license and tell them yeah actually I can and then I'll actively engage in hunting or fishing while Bigfooting. See, I, I kind of mix. But I'm in that world where I can do that as a bow But I'm someone who can do that as a bow hunter and someone who's been through hunter education. So I have that ability that I can throw out my hunting license, fishing license, and say, no, I can absolutely use this area past these hours, and I'm going to, Um, but we need that to be available for all Bigfoot researchers, which I'm sure there would be some kind of fee or permit involved, it wouldn't surprise me the least, but to me it would be worth it, whether it was $5 a year, $12 a year, or $25 a year, for me it would be worth it, to be able to access these public's public land and not have to be worried about fear of being removed from the area which normally doesn't happen normally it would not happen but it could happen you could always run into that one person who's just in that one right mood until you get out of there and technically, if you disrupt someone's hunt on accident, you know it it would slide. But you get that one person who's in that right time, that right place, that right mood. There, there is a law called hunter harassment, and it's punishable and finable. So you could actually get in legal trouble. And we need to bridge that gap. We really do as Bigfoot researchers. And it doesn't help that the woo exists. We need clear, concise, conscientious, normal, or at least as normal as possible for being a Bigfoot researcher. But individuals... Who come at Bigfoot with a scientific method, even if it's a a personal scientific method um mainly just being clear and concise and conscience, because you know if you get that one person like if I was talking to a wildlife officer. And the area closes at 11, and it's 11.30. Technically, they could ask me to leave, but most likely they would not. However, if your buddy comes up, I want to walk over that hill. I know i seen Bigfoot step out of a UFO over there. Pretty much you're now going to get kicked out of that area because they don't want to deal with the crazy so we really need the woo to go away. I hate to say it. We need like a a common uniform belief on Bigfoot. But anyways, I guess this is also kind of a rant session because here we go again back into the woo. And speaking of the woo, what in the world has been going on with... um? Ah crap! What's his name? Ron Moorhead. the guy who recorded the Sierra Sounds. Um, uh, I thought he used to be just a normal guy who uh, <clears throat> believed in the existence of a uh, North American primate, but here lately, I he's been getting weirder and weirder because now he's talking about um, quantum physics. And Bigfoot being able to go from our world to a fourth dimension. And someone told me, and then they showed me a clip of it, where he was on some TV show saying that Bigfoot could disappear by absorbing into trees because they get energy from the trees. If you can get energy from the trees... Then I should be able to walk out to the maple tree in my front yard, plug in my cell phone, and charge that baby up. I'm sorry. I mean, what what has happened to that guy? What seriously has went on in his head? Because it sounds to me like he's done went off the deep end. Talking about quantum Bigfoot leaping into the fourth generation, or fourth generation dimension and then popping back out and oh that stuff just drives me up the flipping wall let me tell you where I'm at so you can get a better understanding of me Bigfoot is not a Jedi Bigfoot is not a wizard in Harry Potter Bigfoot is not a magician Bigfoot is not a space alien. Bigfoot is an ape. It's a primate. It has zero special skills. It cannot mentally hear or change your thoughts. It doesn't fly around in UFOs. It's an earth-bound, flesh-and-blood animal with zero special skills except avoiding people, period. That's all it is. Because it's... As we know, the Patterson film exists. The Freeman footage exists. There are some great examples of Bigfoot footage. So, therefore, it's... Not exactly the best at playing hide-and-seek because it is commonly seen. There are thousands of sighting reports every year. So if it wanted to stay completely invisible, it's failing miserably in my book. If its entire purpose is to avoid humans and hide from people, then why does it keep being seen? Why do sightings happen? Why does evidence left behind happen? Why do audio recording evidence happen? I mean, obviously it ain't the greatest at its job. If that's its job, is to stay away from people, which tells me that it makes mistakes and that it screws up too. So it is a flesh and blood animal. Now, I will say that it's intelligent, primate, absolutely. I think it would know enough to lay down and roll in leaves and kind of make its own ghillie suit while hunting. You know, get some twigs and leaves stuck to it to blend into the environment. I absolutely believe that. I believe that it would wallow in a mud pit to cool down and during the hot summer, And that mud cake coating, A, could uh, be part of where the stench comes from. But B, could also help it remain cooler. That's the whole reason pigs and bears wallow is uh, temperature control. And uh, it also fights off uh, parasites and ticks. So, which oddly enough, that same wallow is one of the things where you can get parasites and ticks from. But... Yeah, I do believe they have intelligence, but they're a flesh-and-blood primate. They can do nothing more spectacular than a human or a gorilla at the zoo. And I've never seen a gorilla disappear before my very eyes or enter into another dimension. So just so y'all know, that's where I stand. Uh, Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up for this episode. I've got a couple really good ones coming up. I hope you all ain't bored with me yet. Um, everyone have a great evening. I'm going to be out in the woods this weekend. I've got that uh, the expedition coming up at the end of this month with the uh, group from Pennsylvania that I'll be going out with. I've got some other things going on that are pretty big here coming up, and I'll keep you all informed as it goes. Until then, step into the woods. This has been the Ohio Bigfoot Podcast, part of the Ohio Bigfoot Research and Investigation Center, theohiobigfootproject.com, Ohio Bigfoot YouTube, Twitter, or, sorry, not Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram.